0: What's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 24th. 24th of August 2021. I think I got a directional out. Listen to this. Versus this. Yeah. Smart vehicle technology in the 5.7 liter fucking hemispheric engine RAM did get a little notification on the dash yesterday that my directional was out, just in time by the way for um, for my inspection tomorrow because it's expired in August so I need that current inspection, I'll be getting that tomorrow morning. holy shit, what the fuck is that I look like an achondroplastic dwarf there's nothing wrong with that is not something you see every day if that's what it was. That's what that person was. Um, Hey, interesting stuff, maybe. Watching this new show on Netflix, a series called The Witcher. Uh, As many of you can attest to watching Netflix and various series, Hulu, whatever the fuck, uh, platform you watch your shows from. There are periods where I, I don't like the boob tube. I'm all about killing your television, I don't want to watch pointless television or anything that's going to get me too riled up, but there's some of these, that guy's got a big fucking belly, hey, no offense but he's got a big fucking space occupying lesion, pendulous abdomen, the uh, lord built a shed over its greatest tool, you understand, I'm talking about the Peter there, being funny. I can't believe you said that about somebody with a big fucking belly Listen, I got a little bit of a belly Right now, myself I'm 280 Jesus Christ almighty Hear that? Versus Get that fixed tomorrow 280 Well, but most of it's a muscle on you Well, maybe so That's why I'm hitting fucking Planet Fitness. Because I'm going to be... Maybe 250. Of rippling muscle. Lean and mean. I'm excited for that. And I've been working hard. I've gotten in... um, Both Monday and Tuesday of this week. Maybe I can get in again tomorrow. Morning before a busy Thursday and Friday. So back to the uh, the series that I'm watching. It's called The Witcher. Um, as many of us can attest, there's all kinds of different shows out there. And you look at it like, ah, I don't want to watch another fucking... How many shows are there going to be about medieval times or um, so many examples. Game of Thrones and Vikings and all these like throwback to different times, like Knights in Shining Armor and all that shit. Great shows, very interesting character development. I think it's fun to imagine life back then and there. But so, so this Witcher is about these different people, and there's uh, there's humans, and there's elves, and there's people who have special powers, and witches, and warlocks, and This guy is called the Witcher. I guess he's not. He's a real handsome guy. Um, He goes and kills these things. Monsters, he calls them. Um, And like a bounty hunter for different creatures out there. And so... Turns out that he actually is one of these creatures. Maybe he's an elf. Maybe he's a... Almost looks like he could be a a werewolf or something like that. He, under certain circumstances his eyes are orange and he looks like he's got some canine prominent canines so he's got a bunch of swords he goes around with and he he's very he talks very quietly like this and very dry very dry sense of humor. Not even a sense of humor. Dry conversation. And very definitive. I'm not a human. Don't call me a human. And he goes and kills these, uh, like a spider in a swamp. And he he takes money from from humans or from whoever will hire him to do a job. And he goes all around. So this is the second episode, and there's a bunch of other characters. It's like a princess whose kingdom was just taken by the enemy, and then you run across some elves who have gone into hiding and taken to the mountains because the humans took all their shit, all their fertile lands, and it's it's starting to really develop. So the witcher, he met a minstrel or a, a what do they call him, a garb or a bard. He met a bard who was singing inappropriate songs at a pub and people threw food at him and muffins, and he stuck them in his pants, and that's how he uh, they met, so now he's traveling with his bard, and they're almost just killed by the elves, but the elves spared them, so I've been watching that Witcher, it's pretty good, but I'm in comp- fierce competition with my family, who watch everything from uh, Outer Banks to, you're a fucking douchebag, you should not fucking are you you want to turn it's really important you turn you don't got the right away pecker liquor you're gonna wait now yeah you made a fucking ass out of yourself because you got greedy if I was the witcher, I would cut your head off with a sharp sword or at least shame you um yeah, so my kids and her, mostly my wife, she watches these different shows. She's like a Shit's Creek super fan. I mean, she fucking loves Shit's Creek. So uh, you know, she's picked up on her next thing. I might have to get my own my own Netflix account. So I can watch these different shows. A little guilty pleasure at the end of a long, hard day. You watch one of these fantastical series, story about whatever, and kind of get lost in it. It's good for the imagination. Kind of like reading a book. Transporting yourself into a, a foreign land. Inserting yourself in a fictional account because... The nonfiction becomes overwhelming sometimes. Also in this Witcher, there is a bunch of separate stories. I'm sure they're going to coalesce, come together, and uh, these characters will meet. But there is like a disfigured girl that is apparently uh, had an elf father and a human mother, and she's kind of shunned by the, the father, you know, the, her, her technical father. I don't know what her, her elf father was killed in the great cleansing or whatever when the humans rose up against the elves. So, part of her splicing of the, her genetics made her have a twisted spine and kind of a fucked up jaw. Looks like she's got mumps, a big swelling on her jaw. But she's definitely a good chiropractic case, good candidate fix her right up. But she's got special powers. So she was selected by this witch to um, for training and trying to cultivate her skills. And even though she looked like she was failing most of her lessons, wasn't a very good witch scholar, um, she, she's stronger than it looks like most of the other candidates who are more normal-ish. So um, I think she's going to be a very powerful force. And she kind of fell in love with this guy well, there's a little love story going on there, and betrayal, and all these these things. The Witcher's cool character. He's like a lot of protagonists out there, like a you know, a Hulk or like the Punisher, or you know, just kind of like on a mission, doing his thing. Doesn't have any emotions really, but you know, he's a Thug for hire, but also has good in him. And uh, so that's interesting. The Witcher. What else we got? Extrapolating from my story the other day about Stingers Out, right? The bee thing add to that, you know, so what are bees doing inside the hive? A lot of times they are gathering pollen and going off to flowers and gathering pollen that they then take back to the other flowers and they distribute their goodness and, and help fertilize crops and all kinds of different plants. They carry pollen on their little legs and arms. It's like they gather it up and it sticks to them in their little fuzzy-wuzzy bodies. Think about that in terms of pollen, pollinating, gathering up of stuff. Like, imagine if you're a bee and you go from flower to flower. And you wake up in the morning and yawn and you stretch and then you fly off. You're like, okay, I'm on my mission, I'm... Gathering nectar, pollen, bring it back to the uh you know from flower to flower, I gather all this up, weighs down my body, I carry it delicately and I drop it off in the hive and we use this to make uh, to build our hive and to make sugar and that's how honey is made right something like that. not too sure of of how bees do what they do, but I think that's the, the gist of it. So imagine, imagine yourself as that little capable bee that goes off flying to all these vast fields and crops, and you pick up pollen, and you carry it, and you distribute it, and you bring it back like a dutiful worker bee. And along the way, you know, your friend, you see somebody in need, so... You give them a little pollen because you, you're a really good pollinator, man. You're a really good gatherer of this shit. And you give so much away that after a while you're like, fuck, man, I had a big-ass load of pollen, but I met John and I met Susie and I met Chris and I met Sarah and i they, they needed some, so I gave it to them. Gave it away to help other people. I feel like a lot of us are doing that right now. We talk about energy, talk about resources, talk about helping people, talk about the, um, like, it's undeniable this is right now back to school, back to work, end of summer, um, time of harvest where the crops have grown and you've worked and watered them and now. You need to pick all the crops and bring them to market. We, we don't have much time left before the fields will, you know, the growth cycle of all these plants and crops will have been completed. And we'll take all these tomatoes and zucchini and all this life that grows on the soil, from the soil, from the rains. All that is yielded, we take that to market. It's that time of year, heading to market. That'll be the name of this podcast. So we head to market, we head back to school, we recommit to work, Um, we look towards the fall. Posted a a cool um, image, a video uh, last night about that I saw. It's this person. With a jack-o'-lantern on their head, and they're skateboarding uh, down a road with leaves in different different stages of you know yellow, red leaves falling, smells of, uh, of fall in the air. Those first chilly nights, people start firing up their stoves again. Their, their wood burning stoves. His jack-o'-lantern skateboarder is uh skating down the road gracefully to well here they we go again. You want your freedom, you know. And then takes like a a Starbucks fucking pumpkin spice coffee and pours it in his jack-o'-lantern face. Awkwardly, and it just fills the thing, and it just fills the big jack-o'-lantern mouth, and it just, yeah, the people are looking forward to fall. The harvest. Crops to market. The seats, uh, butts in desks in seats. Studying. You know, I'm going to be starting, my wife started this morning, teaching that, uh, or getting prepared for next week, when kids return and I'll be starting up next week my kids will be starting up next week on Monday back to school so this is like the the last hurrah and back to the energy back to the bump of the bee the honeybee everybody's got their stuff embodying the uh, the pollen the nectar the goodness that a bee is going to harvest in the field. The kids are, are asking, what te- textbooks do I need? What supplies do I need for these classes? And what is it going to be like going back to school? And the teachers wonder the same thing as they plan. And the farmers hay their fields and they bring the rest of their remaining crops to market they plan for the fall to fertilize and replant their their fields, and so you can feel it. You know, as as somebody who's very empathic, as somebody who cares for people for a living, you can feel the change in the air, and it is a normal thing. It is a, it's like a change of season. It's also a change of of flow and energy and priorities, kind of a carefree vibe in the summer where everybody's just, oh, you're going away next week? Oh, me too. Good. Where are you going? All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we got kids get on the school bus. What time? Drop them off. Pick them up. Do homework. Get out to your sports. And all the time that we might have had to do other things. Just because, you know, my schedule didn't didn't change appreciably. I was busy as hell this summer. So, thankfully. But there's that changing of the guard. There's that harvest. And all the little bees, they start to gather up the fucking remainder of their pollen and try to squeeze and gather every flower that remains of its of its goodness so that it can go back to the hive and store that for the winter and survive. So this is about a lot of things, this post see the analogies, but I mean, there are some, um, some folks along the way to market that are going to beg, borrow, and steal to take your fucking last zucchini. Whereas you couldn't give away those giant zucchini just a month ago, and now all of a sudden everybody's scrambling. I need, hey, give me some of that. Hey, you had some nectar? Hey. Tomorrow, my phone is, and today, this afternoon, phone's gonna start ringing off the hook. People trying to get on board, trying to get in one last time before the school year starts, before the schedules get etched in stone. And other people will call to cancel their appointments, and some will forget their appointments, and all the above. And as people who are there are open or. Whose job it is to take care of folks, and everybody's job it is to do that. Whether you're dealing with the public in whatever capacity, or you're, you're a genuinely a caregiver, you're feeling this. People want your pollen. You got a smile on your face, you got a ukulele hanging on the wall, you got a good soundtrack playing, you got a good vibe. People want that from you. They want it, and they're willing to, you know, they, they're desperate for it. And they need it, and it's good to to help people. Just like the Witcher goes around and helps people. But the Witcher, you know, sometimes it'd be great to be the Witcher because he's just like very even keel. Very, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I need to do. I'm not a human. Don't call me a human. But kill me if you like. <laughs> Pretty cool. And then there's the bard that's traveling with the, with the witcher, and the bard is all over the place. I'm gonna make a song about this, I'm, and the song doesn't necessarily need to be true. Which it's it's, it's, a, it's you know, historical accounts of, da da da, what this guy who's a witcher and this fuckface doing. Put your directional on that. Huh? Buddy Marcos, my next door neighbor, good guy. Blowing some grass, cutting some of the last grass, hopefully, of the year. Maybe we got another week or two, another month. Speaking of grass, there's my porcupine grass. Looks very nice. Getting a lot of sun. Hopefully, we get a few more inches out of that before things turn cold. And there is my club. I made a, Ooh. I made a frickin', like a club that maybe a giant would be holding. It's got a spike hanging out of it. It's from this, I think I told you maybe yesterday, it's about a, um, it's a piece of cedar, about the size of a, a baseball bat, maybe a short baseball bat. Really bulbous at the end, I stuck a frickin', I cut a branch off of it. It's been sitting out here in the sun, in the weather for years. And it's still good. I made a spike out of that branch. And I glued it back in. So it be like a... Like a... Um, like a giant's club. Maybe something that the Witcher would carry around. Um... I think I could maybe make... A good living just making wooden weapons. Like clubs and Inca... Uh, paddles, and you're seeing uh, an old like first people, maybe the Incas, they had these um, Polynesians where they had a wooden club, look like a paddle, and around it, the periphery was um, tiger, tiger uh, shark teeth, nice looking, serrated, angular teeth that they would sew into the periphery of the paddle, so I guess you could cut things and do ceremonies and all this shit, so I'm, anyway, just making wooden weapons, I gotta make a, also, I gotta make a, um, a bass, a leaping bass coming out of the water, I gotta make a stringer of fish for another friend, ah, got a lot of woodworking to do. I like my little club here. I, I covered it in beeswax. So, keep some of that pollen for yourself, okay? <laughs>